What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. And hello again, everyone, you wonderful listeners. Today is uh, today is our third of four positional breakdowns, and happy Thursday morning if you're listening live right now, or pseudo-live. Um, Michelle, we've been holding out for this one because wide <laughs> receivers in this episode is going to be a stacked cast it may be a longer episode than our other two that we've already done for positional breakdowns, um, but I think it's warranted, and uh, I've got some pretty hot takes for this, but I'm curious for you. How are you feeling today, and are you ready to get into this one? I am definitely ready to get into this one. We're going to throw a lot of names your way, so be prepared for that. Um, I think this year, uh, when you're looking at the overall top rankings for fantasy, you're seeing many more wide receivers in probably the top, I would say like in the top 15, like more so than you've seen in years past. Uh, Normally that's, you know, uh, reserved for the running back position, but Mm -hmm. arguably I would say that there's more wide receivers in the top 15 for fantasy this year. So, um, and rightfully so, and rightfully so. Yeah, I agree with that fully. I'm kind of like looking at my own personal breakdown and I'd say that, you're right. I mean, running backs are usually the most coveted across the board in the first round. Uh, but there is a smattering of wide receivers, maybe three, four, five, who sneak into that top first round of most leagues. So um, this is really important. Usually it's a no-brainer to pick <laughs> up some running backs, but wide receivers, extra, extra important this year for drafting. Extra Extra important, um, definitely some folks that have moved around, definitely a lot of opportunity to get someone really strong in an early, even a mid, even in a mid round as well here. There's, there's a lot of good names. So I think, I think we should start with tier one. I'm going to throw a few names your way and we should we, we we can discuss. And as we've done for all of these, by the end of the episode, we'll give you what we deem as our DQ top three for um, the position. But I, I kind of want to start in the in the tier one and see mm-hmm. where where your your gut is. Um, we have said this in all the episodes, but just for clarity, we're doing our rankings based on PPR points per reception. That's obviously extremely important when you're talking about um, the wide receiver position. Yep. So. So when I'm thinking about tier one PPR wide receivers this year, I'm thinking names like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Steph Diggs, Debo Samuel. I'm going to start there because Mm. we don't want this to just be a laundry list of us yelling names out. We do have to talk through them. But that's like my gut on sort of that, that elite tier one wide receiver. Do you agree with those names? Am I crazy? Is it too many? Just tell me what you think there. Yeah, I mean, in in no particular order, I agree. I am the only name that I was, I was like, oh, she snuck this into tier one is is your boy Debo (laughs) Samuel, but we can get to that. We'll talk about Debo for sure. Well, here's the thing. I I snuck Debo in there. I've, look, in all my research, I've seen him in a few different places. Some people have him lower. Some people have him higher. He's probably technically higher in a non-PPR league 
because mm, yeah. because he has the uh, run ability and will be used as a running back. Yeah. So I still think that he's an elite wide receiver. That is his trade. That is his position by trade. However, he does have the ability to run, and I do think that they'll use him significantly as a ball carrier. So when you look at it that way, I still think he's a tier one wide receiver. However, he probably ranks higher in a non-PPR oh, than PPR because definitely. there's just there's this more upside for him getting like rush yards than, you know, which which in turn takes away from some of those catches that you would get in PPR basically. Yeah. Yeah, he can be a floater, I would say, and I totally agree with non-PPR being where he would rank higher. But in any case, the other five names you threw out for Tier 1 were the five I had written down in a different order, but certainly... Okay, the thing about those five, right? Yeah. Is they're so, (laughs) so good. They're so good. (laughs) I know, I know. I, I can't... Jefferson, Cup, Chase, Diggs, Adams, those five are extreme... Probably more difficult than any episode we've done... Um, those five are very hard for me, at least, to I know. to put in a tiered rank. So this might take a little longer. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be hard for us to do this. I, I've been thinking about Shit. this all day, leading into recording, and and this this position is definitely the hardest for me to to decide who I I yeah. think are in the top three. But you know, a couple a couple of things here. So, um, Justin Jefferson on the Vikings had yeah. a massive massive year last year. 108 receptions, 1600. Um, yards, uh, ten touchdowns. Uh, that is pretty incredible. Uh, I, 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 I think he can stay the course there. I, I, I do. I think he can stay the course there. I, I think that Kirk Cousins, um, you know, throws in that direction almost fifty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. It feels like, you know what I mean? Like yep. that's probably not exactly the right, you know, stat there. But he is clearly trusted. Um, he is a large target for uh, Kirk Cousins to hit, and he makes just spectacular catches. Yeah. And it, it, he's just, he's fun to watch. We all want to see more of the gritty this year. I'm sure that we'll see plenty of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's he's stayed where he needs to be in the rankings for fantasy, in my opinion. And I think he will continue to stay there. I'm so torn. Because yeah. I've seen, let me let me play devil's advocate here. Because I don't, I do not disagree. Just to be clear, I'm not debating any of these top five because I think, you know, I, I think any of them are not as good to be in tier one. I think they yeah. all deserve to be in this tier. Um, yeah. I'm struggling because Cooper Cup is more of a seasoned veteran as compared yep, to yep, Justin yep. Jefferson. Sure. Matt Stafford looked amazing last year great pass thrower to be pass catching from mm-hmm. Cooper cup was the MVP, the mm-hmm. best wide receiver, the guy. And so it's, yeah. just, it's just hard for me with like the, and the right coaching staff, right? Yep. Uh, it's, it's hard for me. Even if Justin Jefferson is like the a plus best wide receiver out there, it's hard for me to vote against Cooper cup, but I see sure. a lot of people down ranking Cooper and kind of like pushing him to the two and three slots. I mean, look, I don't necessarily, again, we're going to save this till the end of the episode because yeah. I need to talk through all of this to we make do. my final feelings. Yes. I think Justin Jefferson absolutely deserves to be tier one, which we both agree with. I think Cooper Cup is 
insane. I mean, last season, he he led wide receivers in snaps, targets, receptions, receiving yards, touchdowns, like um, basically everything. And then, and, and I'm reading here that the next closest wide receiver was like 96 points behind him. Unbelievable. So, so far in a way, he is incredible. Uh, again, almost 2,000 receiving yards last year. Uh, I do think that that's hard to repeat. So yeah. when you look at Cooper Cup, I don't think you're going to get exactly what you got last year. I mean, look, they won the Super Bowl, MVP. He led all the things like we're talking about here. It's not to say that he's, I mean, he's still going to go early. He's, he's going to go yes. very early in, in, in drafts as he should. Uh, you know, I just think some of those numbers are going to come a little bit more mm-hmm. down to earth. I don't think he'll repeat exactly what we saw last season. But that said, I mean, he's a he's a he's substantially animal. massive target for yeah. you to, to to get in your draft for sure. Totally, totally. Well, let's talk about another massive target here. Um, I know you'll have something to say on the topic of Jamar Chase because Jamar oh, Chase, my boy. he's he's down to his uh, second year in the league. He is the counterpart of Joey B on the Bengals. And uh, last year, Jamar Chase, first of all, their strength of schedule on the Bengals this year is ranked 18th, so right in the middle. Okay. Um, a okay. lot of the wide receivers in the five names we mentioned, um, I'm not sure about Debo, but between uh, Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, yep. they have some of the hardest matchups at the wide ah. receiver position, whereas okay. Jamar Chase and also Steph Diggs, who we'll get to, um, have an easier outlook. So Jamar Chase is strength of schedule is ranked number 18 in his positional ranking. Um, last year, Jamar also broke Justin Jefferson's record for the most receiving yards by a rookie, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. That um, was like the very, very end of the season. I remember them keeping him in there to, 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 to pass that record. Yep, that's right. And then uh, the only person who scored more fantasy points above expectation than Jamar was your boy Debo Samuel. So it's worth yeah. noting that too, just again to play devil's advocate to myself. Yeah, I mean, look, you know that I love Jamar Chase. I was super high on Jamar Chase last year in his rookie year. Uh, I think that I was proven correct. Um, I think he and Joey B have played together, you know, now through college, now through the first couple of years um, in the NFL together. He's so young. So young. He's he's 22. So to me, you know, this is, he's, he's totally on an uphill trajectory the same way that Justin Jefferson is right and I'm not saying Cooper Cup is on a downhill just because he's been in the league a few years longer all I'm saying is you've got a Justin Jefferson three years in a Jamar Chase now going into his second year these are young guys surrounded by other great players on pretty fairly competitive teams you know and so I just think you know Jamar Chase is absolutely on the up and up um, and he will for sure be Joe Burrow's number one target. Yeah. I don't, there's no, there's no, th- that's the only way to look at that. That's right. That's right. I'm looking forward to seeing his stock continue to increase. I, and Hell we saw yeah. it. We, I mean, we saw it in the regular season where he had a 22% target shared. And, and then in postseason, that yeah. number only increased. He had 27% of target share. So I could see that continuing as a trend this season as opposed to last season. I feel like his stock is rising. So that's an interesting one to consider. So here's one that's interesting. Devontae Adams, te- technically you could say that his stock has dropped because, you know, uh, in the last c- couple of years, he's probably been in like the number one or number two spot um, for 
wide receivers in fantasy. He's arguably dropped a few uh, positions down. I don't think that has anything to do with his skills or what he's capable of. I simply think people don't think he's going to do as well without a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. I I will argue on the other side of the coin. I, I think that he is a leader. I think the wider I think the Raiders need a leader with the experience that he has. I think Derek Carr, who I just learned he played um college with, so clearly they kind of know each other a little bit already. Oh, that's didn't, really cool. That so, I didn't so, know. These so X that's factors, a thing. Michelle. These X factors. I mean, that's important though, because look, I think he brings experience to the Raiders that the Raiders don't have. I have said this in other episodes. I think Derek Carr has so much heart. He's not the Aaron Rodgers, you know, I understand that, but he has heart. And I think that this level of experience and expertise that Devontae is going to bring to the team, both on the field and off the field, is going to make the team better, stock rising. And therefore, even though he's maybe going to be a little bit lower in the rankings than he was in years past. He's extremely strong. He's extremely trustworthy. I think he's excited to be in a new place and show that he can he can change the trajectory of the team. Yeah. One guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, oh, I struggle with this one because I do believe that the depth chart is in his favor when it comes mm. to Hunter Renfro being the right hand to his left. I feel like Devontae yep. will see a lot of looks. The, the question for me remains, will it be... Oh, and I, Darren Waller is worth mentioning, too. For, sure. Uh, but anyway, um, the question just remains, do we believe in Derek Carr? And it sounds like for you, you do. I did not yeah. know that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams went to college together. I do think that X factor is really real when you play with people who you know exactly how their game functions. Sure. So that's a really interesting twist. And last year, for what it's worth, although it was Aaron Rodgers he was playing with, um, Devontae finished third overall for wide receivers and fantasy point scoring. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Little little couple of tidbits there. I think the last couple of names that I threw out there in, in tier one are um, Steph Diggs, who, again, I think him and Josh Allen are locked in. Um, they had an incredible season last year, but did fall short of the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So I think they, they have their eyes set on the prize. They know how close they were last year. I think they're both just getting better. They're both settling into one another. Dig signed a pretty decent long-term contract in the offseason, which obviously means the Bills are fully invested in him to be their guy. Um, and so, you know, uh, he's, he's extremely efficient. Josh Allen loves him. Maybe he's a little behind where he was last year, but probably pretty on par with his performance from last year, I think. Yeah. The, the interesting part in looking back at last year, I mean, if we were to chart this out for Steph Diggs in terms of where his trajectory has been, it would technically be going down. You know, this would be like a sure. stock down red sure. moment. He finished last year. He started this season, the first nine games of the season, he was a top 15 wide receiver. By the end of the season, he finished at wide receiver eight for in okay. fantasy points per game. And that's yep. at half scoring, but you can give or take with all these averages are from half scoring. Um, so in, in general, um, mm, again, I think squarely in the top five in terms of draft, uh, I believe in Josh Allen. We talked about this on yesterday, yesterday's episode. He is yeah. the guy for quarterbacks. He's the best yeah. quarterback for fantasy. So 
all ships usually rise in that case, but just an interesting, in terms of players who could boom or bust, of the top five we talked about, I feel like Steph has the propensity to bust, but I really hope that's not the case. Yeah, and and I mean, look, we we did our quarterback episode, but I think there's some interesting stacks here, like a a Josh Allen Steph Diggs totally. uh, stack is would be insane. Uh, my personal favorite is still going to be Joe Burrow of and Jamar course, Chase. Of course, I'm not going to get off that one. Um, <laughs> and then, but but to your point, you know, I, I think I I slid C D Lamb into the tier one category some folks may have him in in maybe you know maybe the top of tier two I slide him into tier one because I think he is on he's ascending Mm. Uh, you know what I mean he's another one of those ones that you know he's been in the in the league now this will be his third season um I think his numbers were will continue to rise um and so you know I just he's he's definitely a number one target over there for Dak um so I I slide him into the tier one really? of wide receivers than than tier two. Yeah, I think there's some I think there's some pretty good upside for CD Lamb this year. I really hope so. But he of if, I mean if we're sliding him into tier one here, uh, he's just so electric. You know, like it's so the Cowboys are so. I mean, I'd love to hear from some I Cowboys fans because I know. The, it, t- look, the Cowboys are a tough one to roll the dice on. We didn't talk to we didn't talk about Dak Prescott. We arguably talked a little bit about Zeke and Tony Pollard and it was like a push like who's yeah. gonna be the fucking who's gonna be the star there maybe it's maybe it's CeeDee Lamb it, it's got I really 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 hope so like I am praying <laughs> because CD ended up in my uh, I think he was my number two or number three overall last year or something um and it uh, it wasn't the best year for the Cowboys, as always. I feel like it never goes the right way for the Cowboys, at least in recent history. Um, but this year, with no more Amari Cooper, no more Cedric Wilson, um, I think that that can only be good for CD. And we've been waiting. We've been waiting for this Oklahoma, now non-rookie, obviously, but we've been waiting for this kind of newbie in the league to pop off. And we know he can do it. He is just, yeah. he's so fun to watch. But for one reason or another, in the last couple seasons, it just hasn't fully gone his way fantasy-wise. So if this were the season, I would be thrilled. I'd be thrilled. So I think all those guys are, they're clearly the number one on their team. Um, They are mostly tier one. Maybe we've got a fringe couple of ones that that you know fly into tier two there. But then when you do start looking at tier two, this is where it becomes really interesting because I think that there's, teams that have multiple wide receivers in tier two and so to me it's we're gonna have to see how this plays out like who sort of steps up right so Tyreek Hill obviously huge massive offseason deal going to um, the Dolphins yep I think he's a tier two on this team versus a tier one but Jalen Waddle's also a tier two so like what happens there which are you know which guy really is you know, the standout there. And and then yeah. you've also got things like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, both on the Chargers. And we talked a lot about Justin Herbert. They're both tier two, you yeah. know, to me, you know, whatever. So it, it starts to get a little bit interesting as you kind of, you know, go down the list. I would arguably say Tyreek tier two versus Waddle. J3, I agree. Uh, you know, but they're, but they're, in, they're not that far away from each other. No, sure. And then arguably you would say 
Keenan Allen versus Mike Williams. I understand. I'm just saying, like, they're not, there's not that big of a delta between mm-hmm. some of those guys. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And, and they're on the same, the same team. It just depends on who jives that season. And I we know, know I what know. these people can do. We know what Tyreek Hill can do. Naturally, yep. you have to put Tyreek Hill above Jalen Waddle, but that's not to say that the same rapport between Tua and Jalen doesn't outshine Tyreek. I don't know. It's hard to say exactly. without seeing some of these folks who got traded in the offseason actually connect with their quarterbacks. Exactly, exactly. Um, I think you've still got elite quarter um, wide receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin over in Tampa Bay. Yep. Chris Godwin's got some injury stuff that he needs to deal with, so arguably Mike Evans is the number one there. Yep. I mean, Mike Mike Evans had 14 receiving touchdowns last year. So Not a bad good. Not a bad year. Uh, honestly, of all these other guys that were rattling off, um, he's almost got the most other than Cooper Cup. So you know yeah. what? Like, not bad, especially if you're going to put him in Tier 2, Tier 3. He's still got Tommy. Say what you will. Um, but Tommy's the freaking goat. Yeah. So that certainly helps. Um, I've noticed that, you know, keep your eyes on your draft on Chris Godwin because he is bound to miss a few games due to injury. Um, but that might mean that he could fall to you late in the draft, which stash. If you're stash. if you're sneaky, fucking take him because he's gonna be good. That could even that if would, he misses a few games. I feel like that's a fun cuff. Not that I would really recommend well, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of Patriot er, well, Patriots fans, but also moreover Tom Brady fans listening to the show. I feel like that kind of a cuffing and you just slot Chris Godwin if you have like a I don't know if you have IR spots in your league just pick him up just take him even if you don't have an IR spot honestly if he falls to you and yeah like you the, can just sit it, him it, just sit him just take him as long as you got other elite guys to play Wait, I um, love that idea you're brilliant anyway, that's you're just, brilliant that's sometimes just, on this oh, microphone gosh. gold no is Chris, just spewing no, out no crystal ball. Um, <laughs> s- some other guys that I think, you know, keep your eye eye on this year. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., I definitely Love think, him this year. You know, Love him. I think that having Matt Ryan is going to raise his ceiling a little bit. I don't think he's going to be, like, massively bigger numbers-wise yeah. than he was last year. But I think from just, like, an efficiency standpoint of having some experience in Matt Ryan will really help um, his value go up. What do you think about A.J. Brown? Like, we've talked a little bit about that offseason trade and going to Philly. We talked a little bit about Jalen Hurts. Like, my fear always with a guy on one of these teams, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Chiefs, or the Ravens, is those those quarterbacks love to run Mm -hmm. and aren't as great with the throw, which, to me, downgrades guys in the wide receiver position on those teams interesting um I have some feedback on that I just I want to before I move to AJ Brown who I have strong feelings about okay I I do want to quickly say Michael Pittman Jr. is like for sure my sleeper boom for this year I think he's gonna be great with Matt Ryan he also last year with Carson Wentz at the helm it was Carson Wentz right am I losing my mind that was last year I think no you're you're right they've rotated so many quarterbacks I'm losing track (laughs) of the years and quarterbacks but with Matt Ryan who can actually throw the ball and actually has someone to throw to um among others I he ran last year Michael Pittman ran for 96 percent of offensive plays Almost Damn. 100% of the time wow. he was in the game. He was on the field. I love him this year. Yeah. 
huge vote of confidence for that guy. It's kind of a big gamble. Anyway, um, as it pertains to A.J. Brown, uh, as a former Titan, I do know that the Titans are not a super pass-happy offense. And moving to a place where he is far and away the wide receiver one, um, I don't think any of his momentum will stop in Philly. And I do believe, I think we talked about this in the quarterback episode yesterday too, that A.J. Brown and uh, what's his head, the Eagles quarterback, they went to college together at Ole Miss. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. too. Gee, okay, there's a lot of this happening. There's a lot of cuffing, like college cuffing coming back to yeah. fruition <laughs> in the NFL. So it just leads me to believe that there will be a, a better or at least similar rapport this year. Um, and not too much will change for A.J. If anything, rapport with the quarterback will get better. Mm. we'll see what the coaching staff has to say about their play calling. If they keep it on the ground or if they put it in the air. Not sure. Dig it. Um, Speaking of guys that might have been hindered a little bit by their running quarterbacks, Marquise Hollywood Brown is now no longer a Raven. He is on the Cardinals. I think his stock has gone uh, up over there since his trade. I think DK Metcalf's Metcalf stock has gone down. I know. Too bad he's about a, that, huh? He's a beast, but there's just... I, I, Drew Locke? Like, sorry. I just... I don't see how that's going to go very well. But yeah. on the flip side of that coin, I really like the Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton combo in, uh, in yeah. Denver. Yeah. And they will be the only... And they'll be the standalones now that there's no Tim Patrick. I know Tim Patrick is kind of small potatoes, but he yeah, did but still he was a decent it was, chair last year. It was another mouth to feed. That's you know right. what I mean? That's right. That's right. Okay. So we've gone through pretty... I would say we've gone through like everything from tier one almost down into like tier four. Yeah. Start um, of tier four. Tar- about, about tier four. You know, once you start getting past that, you know, tier five, you're looking at names like... Hunter Renfro that you briefly mentioned, uh, Gabriel Davis, who's the number two in Buffalo, Tyler Lockett, but arguably he should even be a little lower. Um, Christian Kirk made the the change from Arizona over to Jacksonville. I kind of like that, you know, for him. But now, now you're talking like these guys are wide receiver twos, maybe even wide receiver threes. Um, So I think we've mentioned, you know, the majority of the names that would be good for folks to target. Mm -hmm. That said, how the hell do we rank our top three? I don't know, because I don't think we're going to agree. <laughs> I really don't. We, we, oh, we can do man. our best. We can do our best. Um, oh, man. So it's, You go first. You go first. Where are we at? Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. That's for me. That's your, that's your top three? Yes. I almost agree, but I don't. I, I think know. It's, You're going to flip I the think first it's, two. It's, it, no. Oh, no. Really? No. I'm going Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Oh, fun. Okay. You know I'm always going to be on the high end of Jamar Chase. I see more of a ceiling than most people see. I don't hate it. I mean, again, it's his second season in the league. He's 22. He's got the LSU combo with with uh, Joey B. He ran again. He was the only one who... He was one of the top three receivers to run the most routes last year, percentage-wise. He was right up there with Cooper Cup for in terms of statistics. Uh, I don't hate that at all. I yeah. I mean, look, I definitely agree with you at Cooper at the top. As we've said, I don't think he can have exactly a repeat uh, of a season that he had last year. But honestly, he is even just, if he got close. <laughs> exactly. It just the, he what he's capable of is out of control. Um. I see a lot of similarities in Justin and Jamar, but I, do too. I 
I'm just I'm on that Jamar chain and Thanks. train and I'm I'm not getting off it. Listen, I'm not going to be the one who pulls you off the Jamar train. <laughs> I can like totally jump aboard maybe on the caboose with Justin Jefferson here, but I'm fine hey, with that ranking. Are, yeah. Yeah, you I mean look, I I'm I, I we agree on Cooper. I I yeah, I I like uh I just I I feel a little more heat and electricity behind Jamar this year than I do Justin. I'm I'm totally down for that. I like that and like we said you really can't go wrong with even the top five, exactly. maybe six or seven. I mean, y- you really can't go wrong. No, it's stacked. I mean, I've seen I've seen in some mock drafting, like Devontae Adams going in like the second or third round, which is like a sin. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like late first round, beginning of the second round, which is a sin, but it's also great for fantasy. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I like though, I like that ranking. I feel really good about those top three, for sure. Oh, see, and here you were thinking there was no way we could agree, and alas, uh, and we, yet again we, we find a way to agree somehow. I mean, <laughs> the numbers don't lie. I'm telling you, the numbers just do not lie, except when someone gets hurt or they do lie. So anyway, no crystal yeah, ball. Also, no crystal ball, and you know what? I'm just riding on. I've been riding high on on the Joey Jamar thing, and I'm just. I, it's my gut. It doesn't mean I'm right, Go but with it. that's just. That's where my gut is. Go with it. I trust I trust your gut. Sorry to Justin Jefferson, but still in the top three. Anyway, <laughs> not the top of the DQ top three, which means we are at the end of today's wide receiver episode. But fear not, we have one more positional breakdown to do. That is tomorrow. And Michelle, who are we talking about on tomorrow's episode, our final Friday episode of these daily update shows? Well, we've got more pass catchers to talk about, and this will be in the form of tight ends. Mm-hmm. So, as the Titans would say for tight ends, tight end up. 